Yeah, what's up? Ah, would you like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marianne Barnett, your host. Just helping y'all having a wonderful start to your day. It's a Saturday. And some of you listen to us probably still lying in the bed or whatever. We're just glad that you're listening. We're glad that you're listening. And they are coming in 8 o'clock hour. It's going to be very interesting today that y'all know now. And we're going to have State Representative Carl Sherman. He represents DeSoto, Lancaster, parts of Oak Cliff. Um, going to be very interesting because your governors, y'all's governor. Oh, he got some things going on that we have got to discuss and we need to be in the streets about this because he's talking about diversity, equality, and inclusion. Now, he's talking about they need to end all this and, and, and just go. We don't need that no more. Ain't no more racism, so we don't need this. Well, that's a sneaky way of trying. It's not really sneaky, but he's trying to steal and revoke our civil rights. Hello? I kid you not. I've told y'all ever since for years, been telling y'all, this man is worse than uh, the worst ones we've had. Who are some of the worst governors we had? I mean, that's a question I'm asking y'all. Who are some of the worst governors that have ever been in the United States? This man is just as bad, if not worse, than all the rest. Worse than Bilbo, worse than George Wallace, H. Ross Barnett, worse than these. This is a terrible governor that we have, and we're gonna have to discuss this this morning. We're gonna have to discuss it and call it and tell it like it is. If we have to take to the streets with this, we should. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. So we'll talk about that with uh, State Representative Carl Sherman at 8 a.m. And also, we got other things to talk about. So many, so many. We even got a fellow there in Tennessee. He's... A representative there in Tennessee, he's saying, people, we better wake up, that his name is Paul Sherrell, and he opposes tree, he proposes that tree hanging is an option for capital punishment. He wants to go back to hanging from a tree. What well, that remind you of? What, you, what that brings to your memory, your your thoughts, tree hangings. He wants to come bring that back, hanging from a tree. Isn't that something? Well, I know death is death, and it's no worse than the gas chamber, the electric chair, or whatever. But at the same time, these are things they used to do to us. Right after church, right after they've been, been to their Southern Baptist church, uh, they go out or whatever church they got. They go out, they run home if they didn't bring their dinner, 
and get to dinner and come back to today to find out where the tree is, which which tree is, where where the tree hanging today, and and there they go. And uh, they come back and said, "I need to eat dinner. Watch, watch one of us get hung, and then burn us." That was all entertainment. Once upon a time, I know you people say, that ain't true. Oh, yes, it was true. People, we have been mistreated in this country, so deeply rooted in us, this hatred and bitterness. People seem like they just can't get over it. They would love to do this again. Does that sound like make America great again? I wonder about this. Is that what it's come down to? All I know this. God has given us signs and everything and letting us know. We need to wake up, get up, and stand up strong for our life, not just our rights, our lives. Oh, yes, we need to stand up for our lives, stand up for ourselves. And when we got things happening to us like this, things happening, happening fast, is it bringing a division in black America? Might as well face facts. Might as well talk about it. Is there a division in the family? Is it growing? The division between husband and wife. Is that growing so fast? Is it growing fast? What's wrong? Why is the division between husband and wife growing so fast? <clears throat> Why is it? Disgrace you, uh, well... Uh, divorce used to be a disgrace. And it was rare. It was rare. People talked about it bad then because it was so rare for a married couple to this, to, uh, to divorce. Everybody knew that their family was going to suffer, the children was going to suffer. Nothing's changed. Still, What's going on? Why are we so divided now? It's getting worse and worse and worse. It's just, I don't know. Look like the more money we make, the more more opportunity we have. Please. It's dividing us. What happened to it? Call me, 972-647-1893-972-647-1893. All right, Pierre. Good morning, uh, Reverend Barnett, and uh, good morning, everyone. We have uh, Imani on line one. Imani? Yes. All righty, bring him on. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Pastor. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? 
Well, I, 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 I'm, I, as an old Vietnam veteran, uh, Army, Navy, I see something happening in America that everybody's going to suffer. China's watching, Russia's watching, Iran's watching, North Korea's watching. Everybody's watching us fall to pieces. Uh-huh. It's a great experiment. And I have a great book that, that we at Power Nomics Corporation is studying called The Secret Memoirs of Vietnam and the Pentagon, Daniel Ellsberg. I, I wish everybody could read that book and they'll finish start a war. And they got, and, they, and, and, and just like before, it was a half a million, over a half a million people died in the last civil war. A lot of black people died on both sides. We fought mm-hmm. on both sides. I see another civil war coming up in 2024. I actually see one coming, and mm-hmm. we have been divided and conquered, and Satan is in the midst of this. And mm-hmm. Satan, and we gotta realize, Satan is not in the sky, it's not in the ground, it's in people. People that, were hateful people, that, like Jerry Jones, when he was there in that image, uh, when he was back at the, uh, Trying to keep the kids out of school. Remember that image? That oh yeah, Little Rock. Uh, no, what Little Rock High? This is back in '56. Eisenhower was the president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Donald Trump. They both grab women by the wrong parts. So we have a lot of evil things going on in this country. But here's the key: we all, even you poor white people, we have to start trying to love one another some kind of way because we don't. This experiment, capitalism mixed with low socialism, will not last. We have to get rid of these people that we keep voting for. I don't care, regardless of what party, that never only want to get into Washington to only get their own personal egos and their agendas. We have to start picking people that's going to help us as a community, mainly the poor people. If we well, what you have to understand, the wealthy white person they target the white poor what do they target them for? protection they make right. him have these false sense of accomplishments and have hopes and dreams that they'll be millionaires and billionaires someday and which they don't ever plan to let that many come to the top because they know no society can last with too many people at the top wealthy. So they keep it, they keep them stirred up and let them think every time uh, they lose something, uh, lose money, or lose, uh, some black person got caused it and some black person got it. They keep that, they keep that mess going. Oh, they keep right. it. They, they, they love to keep that mess going. And they see they own the media and they can you send out all kind of reports and frame it the way they want to, and we don't usually question anything. Just take uh-huh. for granted it's true because they said it. So that's why your show is so important. You said the inward medium, uh, a medium. Mm-hmm. The people who control your communication control your life. Yeah, because communication is every day, and we only get two hours of your show on on Friday morning. That and the rest of these. The foolish shows don't say anything about our reality. Oh no, 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 no! The, the, the media have and have us basically living a fantasy. Then I live. We don't live reality. They teach us 
where to live, how much your car should cost, how much your housing going to cost, and everything. They control our lives, and we believe, because they know we believe what we hear on the media. And most of that garbage they give us isn't true. It's not true. It's not you're right, but just think about they It's like we talking on these phones and stuff. They have satellites. When them, them rich guys go up there and control a satellite, those satellites are nothing but computers. Mm-hmm. High-class, powerful computers. And now they're getting us a car. They're getting rid of money. It's almost like the 666 in Revelations. We got where we can't do a, We can't even uh, put in our, our application. I know I try to put in applications for several things, and they will not let me come into any office. They keep us, well, we have to do everything on this phone. They want our ID, they want our number, they want our code on the back. And in fact, we get a lot of things like people, my sister, the other day, they took some money out of her bank account, and it was the people where I think she's from Ireland, over close to. Across the seas, mm-hmm. tried to get some money. Ukraine or somewhere tried to get some money out of my sister's account. I have another friend. So, if our people would read the Bible, then John was in Patmos. He was in a vision. He was asleep. Mm-hmm. And it, everything don't that six 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 don't have to be actual six six six. It could be something. As it can be any number, because the guy was in a dream. So it's biblical also. So we are being controlled right now. We're being controlled of this. The older radio. Mm-hmm. And if only way we can beat that, remember when we came, when they picked us up, the Catholic Church picked us up and brought us over here. A lot of us were here. Now remember, they had to have somebody to guard us. So they opened their prison doors and their asylums. And all the poor people, like the police, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they, that 45 hours of college, they, they put them over to guard us. Because we had to be the ones who built the country. We built the country. Now well, we don't need us anymore. And they bring these immigrants over us now to, to do what we already built, but they don't really need us. So they have to talk. This is why they don't want American history taught to the world. Yes, sir. Yes, because sir. if people all over the world knew American history, they would have far more respect for the black man than they do when they come here. They come here with no respect for us because they, we, they've been taught we're ignorant, we're lazy, we're no good, just trifling, and all we're good for is being abused. Now, people all over the world have taught this about us. They even told stories on us that we certain times of night we grow tailed, black men, and all they it just all kind of lies they perpetrated upon us down through the years and and that's why when people come to America, the first thing they want to do, why do they come to get a toehold fine financially? They come to our community, they open up a little mom and pop show store and and we don't do business with our own people in those little mom and pop stores, but we'll do business with them. And they come in here and overcharge you, break the law, they sell them cigarettes. How much How much is this cigarette money? I don't know, I know you probably don't smoke either. How much those cigarettes cost, they, they, they cut the package open and sell them one by one and all that kind of mess. 
Well, about two dollars. Well, I see them on the streets. About two dollars a, a cigarette now, especially in the hood, because mm-hmm. uh, what they do, they, they, they open banks. About my boy, uh, uh, you know, Petrie. He's right. Mm-hmm. They, they intentionally don't give us any money, and they they give you people. They bring these people over, like Ukraine. They bring these people from that last war. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you money. They actually get the money to, so they can get started. They get big. He's, a, he's setting aside billions and billions of dollars for those people. But we don't have enough money when one of us gets sick and really got going to die or something like that instead of having money to save our lives who have worked and built America. We have to die because no money left. That's right. See? These are the things, the atrocities that ha- that's happening to us. Well, but what's what Dr. Anderson, Claude Anderson, he's, he's sick. I talked to his wife. He was sick. And y'all, he was almost 90. Y'all pray for Dr. Claude Anderson. He wrote some good books. And, mm-hmm. and he's, he's telling us, he's telling us true history. Yeah. A couple of bills in Washington. See, what, I'm going to let somebody else talk, but I wish we could, you remember you, we started that at your church. I wish you would get you another open church so we could come and talk about the, 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 the religion, our religion. Yeah, well, we, we're going to start it back. We're going to start it back. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. I've, God have blessed me. I should have been. I should. I should have been dead, but he let me know I should have been dead. But he's brought me back strong as ever. <laughs> so I better do something with it. Else he'll kill me off, and he's letting me know that much. Yeah, I gotta run. I, I know you got run. Thank that little woman. I saw her helping you that day over that Carolyn Arnold thing. Yeah. That little woman you got is the strongest little woman I ever seen. And I want to tell her, I love you. You are such a good wife. And we can have some marriages like Reverend Barnett got, where his woman uphold. I mean, she, she stand up with him, y'all. And I watched her walk across the street, that big old man. And that's a powerful woman. You tell her, I said, we said, we love you guys. And, Well, she's listening to you. She's listening to you. All right. But I thank you. All right. Uh, 972-647-1893 is the number you can reach me, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Here we go. All right, we're back, and... Ready to roll. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, uh, Pierre? We have Bobby on the line three. Bobby? Bobby. Yeah. All right. Good Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, good Robert. How are you? Fine, sir. How are you doing this morning? I'm fine. I'm fine this morning. I'm old Vietnam, Devin. I'm just sitting up here listening to your program. A partner of mine told me on to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was listening to Imani talk, and uh, y'all kind of touched on the subject while ago about Black American history. Mm-hmm. So this, this this Jewish guy, when I was in prison, told me that the reason that white folks hate blacks, I asked, why do white folks hate black folks so? I mean, you know, uh, they've been had they put on our neck ever since they brought us over here. He mm-hmm. said the reason is that we discriminated against ourselves. He said, back in the Bible, he told me, I don't know if it's true or not, but he told me that uh, leprosy 
they were superstitious about the ones that would, would, would be born, you know, like albinos or leprosy. So they were superstitious about them because they didn't look like the rest of them, so they put them on islands. They separated them. All the light-skinned ones that was, that was, was albinos and, and they were afraid that they would, that, that, that would develop leprosy, so they started turning white. And he said they went up in the mountains. He said they went up, they left and went to cooler climates, went from Africa and went up and went climate. And he said when these people on those islands, the light-skinned ones, the albinos and so forth, the ones that had leprosy, they united and they went north because they couldn't stand the heat. And he said when they went north, they vowed to revenge the ones that put them on lepers, uh, put them on the ones that had leprosy, and the albinos put them on island. And uh, that is started the ball rolling for the hatred. I said, well, now let's look at it like this. You, don't you think if God starts something and do something, God knows how to carry it out and protect those? Well, okay, I tell you what I want you to do. Okay. And everybody else out there listening, you do it. Again, read Second Kings 527. And call me. Call me after you read that. Call me. Okay. And you'll find out what he told you is a distortion and a, is is a lie from the pits of hell. You read that, okay? Second Kings five twenty seven. Read it. Okay, I'm gonna let somebody else talk. I'm gonna talk, talk a lot of time. All right. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you so much. You have a good day, Reverend. Mm-hmm. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All righty. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do you have, Pierre? Uh, Beverly is on the line too. <clears throat> Beverly? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. You know what? This stuff go all the way back to the wars. They created the wars to separate our families. It destroyed our families. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very unfortunate that we... We are learn. We have learned these things, and we're still participating with them. I said before, a long time ago. Remember, I said this. I don't be a Democratic. I don't be a Republican. Neither one of them. They are, they are not for us. I keep saying we serve in Satan. What's his name? Was on a while ago. He's right. This is number ten. I go back to say this. Um. And I've, I've heard you say, and I said I wasn't going to say nothing, but I can't keep holding it. Mm-hmm. On that book, on this religion we, that they've given us, you know, this is what troubles me. If we are here on earth to learn how to live this human life, why are we still stuck? Why are we still stuck? We, we've learned it, and, and we won't come out of their system. We need our own. We don't need them. All of this stuff we said, we're going to keep talking about this for now on if we don't get up and do this stuff now. This is it. This is it. I can't stress it no more. This is it. We got to do it. We Put that book down. Believe in your most high and do what we got to do. Because the most well, high is not scared. So if the most high is not scared and he's our father, then why are we scared? Well, here's what. 
That book is not the problem. It's our interpretation of the book. We don't know that book. Now, you go to church, don't you? Say that again. You go to church, don't you? I, I used to go to church. I am the church. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I learned my school stuff, and mm-hmm. I learned it. I had to learn it. I didn't but have no choice. What did you, the things you heard, what are things that are holding you back? Nothing. First of all, they they are going to a, getting a gross misinterpretation of Scripture. Our freedom, our liberation, our strength, our power is right there in that book. If we only knew who the book was talking about and talking to when it says certain things. We need to know the parameters of land and language which God judged us by. Once we get those things down and realize everybody, just about everybody in that Bible, everybody, just about, it was look like you. I know it was black. And, and it was not talking about putting us down. It was grossly turned around and but they didn't change the scripture the scripture is still telling you that but we don't recognize it because we don't know who these people are if we have to go back and search out their genealogy we find those are our ancestors we don't know who we are because you know what our race is so sad i hate to say it but it is so sad i i look at us and i look at us go to church that's one thing i do do know about it when i was in there and my family was in there we was true to the to the power. We was true to that power. These people go to church. There's no fear in them. They do just what they they still do what they do on the outside. What they do on the inside. They're not trying to learn nothing. They want to be suppressed by this state. Let me say this, Pastor Walker. Um, when Jesus fasted forty days and forty nights, and went on and met Satan on that that mountain. He told him, if you just bow down down and worship me, you can have all of this. I give you all of this. We've taken it all, people, and we ain't got nothing. But we followed him. Well, here's what. Satan was ridiculous there because everything he offered Jesus, Jesus owned. Jesus created. Jesus told him. He created those cities. uh, That's what Jesus told him. Well... He was letting them know that he owned and controlled everything. There was nothing Satan could do for him. I said, come on now. I said, you have children. I have children. Don't you protect your children. Don't I protect, I protect mine. I protected them. I love, them. I love my children. I said, and I didn't want them to get in harm's way, so I taught them the very best that I could and what I knew of. And it didn't. It, it, it's the streets. That's why I say, if you don't take hold of your children and teach your own children, then that's for all of this other chaos that we are going through. I, te- I say it like this. If we come out of their organization, they can't get rich no more. We come well, out of their organization. You're answering your own questions. Now, what was it, Satan? What did he offer Jesus? Commerce. 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 
What do we use today to control this world? Commerce. Money. This was really what he was offering Jesus. The lavishness, the grandeur and splendor of this world. He was offering this to Jesus, but Jesus let him know. Just bread, bread at that particular time could have meant the same thing we call bread sometime today. What, what, what do we call money sometimes? Bread. I know what you're saying. It's brilliant. He was offering him worldly goods. And Jesus let him know he all of these things. They are there for all nations, all plenty. For everybody. There's enough for everybody. He didn't. Yes. That he would go turn everybody against him. And he had. I asked my grandmother this when I was younger. I said, if why do we have all these different churches and all of these different religions? Why are we all... And their book is not what we read. I know this for a fact. That book is not what we read. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't live by it, definitely not. But I thank you for your call, all right? All right, have a good one. All right. Next is line 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have here? Uh, Gerald on uh, line four. Gerald, all right. Good morning, Gerald. <laughs> Good morning, Brother Burnett. Good How are you? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, Brother Burnett, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Well, I'll tell you the truth. As to say, I'm not going to swear, but you and her dominated on everything and put in the perspective that I couldn't have put it in and it's been so less of a time. Yeah. <laughs> what was man, what was the human being made of when God created the human being? Dust and earth. Okay. And he did not become a man, a human being, until only the one being could make him what he is, was God. He breathed into him the breath of life, and he became a living soul. In other words... We are souls. We are spirits. Our bodies are just a cover while we are down here in this. But we are living souls. We are spirits. Our soul is the sum total of the being. And we are spirits. So in other words, we are made of different brains from the earth. Am I correct? Yes, our bodies are. Our spirits came from God. And the spirit and the soul, the soul is never wrong, correct? The soul is never wrong? Yes. Well, yes, it can. Anything can be wrong except God. They can make mistakes, and they made mistakes even. The devil was a, is a spirit, but he made mistakes and got kicked out of heaven. Yeah, we, the, it, it, you see, the only perfect being in all the universe, anything, is God. He's the only one, Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, one. That's the only perfect being in the world. Okay, well, I was, I was, I'm, I'm really true that 
my understanding that the soul was never wrong before this returns back to God. And God made the soul perfect. It's the human nature of the spirit that we take up on, that we uh, get out the force and allow a spirit uh, to, to, to lead us into our own uh, our own malice of uh, wanting to do what we want to do and not continue to follow what God uh, intends for us to do. So I'm out there from understanding of what the soul is actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we talking about things today that affect us right now. See, I always do three things for me. I, I need that right now money right now I need that money that paycheck next week I don't need it next week I need it right now and that check up on what we have we need that same protection that the Jews have and that the family that allowed the Asians to have we are you say he find that allowing Haitians to have? I said, yeah, he, 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 we voted that man in, and he ain't giving us what we what we should have. And that's well, the protection as the Jews, and I'll say this, and I'm going to say it now, ain't no man better than me. All right. no man better than me. That's right. I don't care if you're a Jew, you're a white person, or whatever you are. Jewish is not a race. No, that's a religion. They got, and they won't, and people got that misunderstanding that Jewish is a race. Now, that's a religion. Yes. So, why is it that he won't give us the black that is the most endangered human species on earth? American black. I'm talking about American black. Well, we, well, we all tied. We, we all tied to where all mankind began, and all civilizations began. We all tied to Africa. Is where everybody is tied to. Even the white man and all other men are tied. Their home, their homeland, is Africa. Yes. Thank you for your call. Because it's line 972 647 1893. Already? Who do you have next? Uh, Leon on uh, line one. Leon? Yes. Already? Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Little Barnett. Mm hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Can, can you answer me a question? I, I don't see, I don't hear rather, uh, younger people uh, calling in on the show and giving their opinion. On some of these issues, mm-hmm. uh, what what is your what do you what do you think uh, is causing this? And what we need to have we need to have some younger people uh, get involved. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, you have to understand the younger people grew up far differently from people my age or people might be maybe even twenty years younger than me. They grew up far differently. They did not grow up seeing overtly discrimination. They grew up in a worse time because they grew up in a time of hidden discrimination. They would get involved 
See, circumstances make people, in most cases, get involved. They, 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 they will always get involved at a certain age. And uh, even, see, I've been on this radio station ready 40 years. Brian, okay. And the people then that I started out with, although I wasn't, I was considered a young man then, uh, I had to talk, I had to learn to speak to older people because they're the ones who called in. But my generation has come on with me now. They're more concerned because they've had more things to happen to them in life that would make them turn and uh, turn to us. Young people, if they're black, they have the same struggle we have. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. They just change the way they do things. But their discrimination is there. And I ask people, listen during the 8 o'clock hour today, and we, I'll show you what we're talking about. Okay? All right. All right. Thank you. All right. They clear the line, 972-647-1893. And uh, we're up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's all right, we're back. We're back. This is our last segment in this hour. Coming up at 8 o'clock, State Representative Carl Sherman will be calling us. All right. All right, who do we have next? Pierre? All right, we have uh, James uh, who's listening to us in uh, Fort Worth. James from yes. Fort Worth? Yeah. All righty, all right. Bring him up. Good morning, James. Good morning, brother. How are you this morning? Fine. How are you? Big brother, I'm blessed. Uh, stay safe and healthy. Keep warm this morning. Mm-hmm. Well, now, while I was calling everybody, I'm enjoying the program. I didn't want to call them for no comment or uh, <coughs> whatever. Well, we're getting a whole lot of little static uh, interference in the program this morning. We are? Well, this is one of the few mornings that I... Mine been, my headset been clear. How has yours been, Pierre? Have your headset yeah, been clear? Yeah, uh, it's still getting a little interference in the No, uh, it's working. Uh, I didn't have any calls or um, maybe just set up your if anyone else, If anyone else having problems, call. Right. Call me now. Let me know. We'll try to correct that. I didn't know. <clears throat> we can only go on what we hear. Yes. I just want to let you know, I'm pretty sure if I was too early to get a check-in or engineer to straighten it out. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your call. All, All right. right thank you. Mm-hmm. <coughs> 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have next, Bia? Uh, we have uh, Reverend Alan <coughs> on line two. Reverend who? Alan. On Reverend two. Alan, yes. okay. Uh, no, actually, he's gone. So we have uh, Eddie on uh, line three. All righty. Who was this on line three? Eddie. Eddie. Yes. All righty. Good morning, Eddie. Uh, great, very good, Reverend. How are you this morning? I tell you, I think about what I want and it happens because it all belongs to me. Spiritually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say today that uh, we as black people and people of color ought to be so outraged. You know, there's a litany of things you could say. <coughs> they have these picnics and 
hangings. This is a KKK. Yes. And this is those people's minds. That's how they think. Yes. You know? Well, they are Gentiles. What, 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 uh, how should they think? It's uh, outrageous. <laughs> this, 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 this bigotry. You know, a lot of people think they're the same thing, but they're different. But mm-hmm. that prejudice, it is the real big devil. And these people demonstrate that all of the tribes have and will continue unless they change their mind. Hello? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, things are happening in life, and they're so vile that you, you we should be outraged. But I guess we you, get used to hearing this for so long, we get used to it. So I don't know. And that's, that's what they want to do, wear us down and destroy us. There are that many of those. destroys itself. That's the only saving grace. Mm-hmm. Of the invisible God, which runs around at everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as these people changing, my goodness, there is no way because that's their nature. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. You are so right, Eddie. Right? We thank you already. God bless you. Uh-huh. God you. bless you. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Randy and uh, line two. Randy? Randy, yeah. All right. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Brother Barnett. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Yes. Hey, uh, I, got some, I got something bigger on the table today, and that's the Euphrates River. Right. You ready? Can you tell us a little bit about the Euphrates as far as it being the first river uh, mentioned in the Bible and uh, some information on... It's uh, information in the Revelation. Well, the Euphrates River, you know where it runs. It runs in Africa. And it runs through what area they used to call Ethiopia. And now and then it's gonna, it's mentioned in the book of Revelation where on both sides, on both banks, shall be destruction. And we find that in the Euphrates River, the countries that, that really uh, it encompass will be some of the countries that God is going to destroy, going to have to, because uh, it, it said it's, it, its main country that Euphrates really is taught about uh, is a country that, that's really a country that, that's very, very, evil and wickedness around Euphrates. So we have to understand that the Euphrates River, it runs in Africa, just like Ethiopia is the first country mentioned in the Bible. Euphrates River is known to encompass Babylon, which was really considered to be an evil country, but we have to understand that some of these countries are really totally run by people that really removed and replaced us in those countries. Yes. Okay. 
it's, it, it starts in the current country of Turkey, right? Right. And it runs down through Syria and Iraq, right? Right. And currently, the world is experiencing a, a climate change, right? Right. And the Mississippi River's drying up. But you know what? In, what was the biblical prediction when the Euphrates dried up, which is happening right now? Well, here's what. The Euphrates is one of the few rivers in the world that runs from north to that, 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 that runs really against the flow and the spin of the earth. It's, it's one of those rivers. It runs backwards. Okay, well, I'm, just like that I'm, river there in Florida. It runs, St. John's I'm, River, it runs backwards. Run up instead of down. Well, I'm, what I'm reading is when the Euphrates River runs dry, there has been four, supposedly four fallen angels trapped underneath the Euphrates River. And when the Euphrates River runs dry as it is now, the sixth angel is supposed to sound the trumpet and release those four fallen angels to the earth. And they're supposed to destroy a third of humanity. That's right. That? Mm-hmm. Can you speak on that? Because I think if that's actually happening right now, we have a big problem. Well, we have big problems because, really, he's going to pour out wrath upon the earth and will destroy the earth. What you do happening, watch what's happening with uh, China and watch what's happening in Korea. Watch these nations Watch what's happening in America. A third of the Earth's population will be destroyed before the greatest war will come. And when mankind, for the most part, will be destroyed. So, Euphrates River is drying. That's one of the prophecies that they say we'd be having. But there are other things that will have to happen before we destroy, and it doesn't take but a few days for those things to happen. So that's what we need to look at, okay? Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All righty. That clears the line, 972-647-1893, 972-647-1893. We have to look at things the way they are. I know most of us, can't believe what the Bible has said, but believe me, everything in the Bible is coming true and is true. It's headed in that direction. Who would have known that what nations would be ruling the world thousands of years ago unless they could look ahead and see and live in eternity, which means Everything is always present before you. With God, everything is always present. We have to go back. Uh, we have to guess what's coming forward and everything. But everything, he created everything to live directly in front of him for that he can deal with those situations, whether it be thousands of years ahead or thousands of years behind. He can. He know how to deal with all situations because he created everything. All things were made by him and for him. 
according to his will and his purpose. According to his will and his purpose, his will, that certain ones will rule at certain times and then that, that, that rulership will change. It will change. But until we as a people become knowledgeable enough, removing all fear and stand up and be men and women that where God has called us to be, it's not, we're not going to move anywhere. Moving, we take one step forward, two steps back. That's the way things are going. We're going to talk about that this morning. Talk about what's happening in the Bible, how it is used for us. It's there for us. But it's greatly used against us. And it all speaks positive, great things about us. But since we don't know it's us, we feel like we've accomplished nothing. When basically everything in the world was built, discovered by us. But we get no credit for it. People, when they withhold credit, they withholding you getting the appreciation that you should get in life. They're ready. And all of this comes from jealousy. Let's look at jealousy. Jealousy is crueler than the grave. How can a person be a, a Christian and be jealous? That's one of the things we we need to get rid of. Turning green. Sometimes I wonder, are we black on the outside and green on the inside when we are so jealous of one another? How can we be so jealous when lifting up another person that look like us, another black person, we're lifting ourselves up, lifting our race up. We wonder about this. I wonder about this. I wonder what's going on. I wonder what's happening <clears throat> in this land. 972-647-1893. Well, when we go, when we go to church, what do we go to church for? Really, what are we looking at? Our own, just our own selfish blessings? Protecting ourselves and those that are closest around us? Do we go to church thinking and worshiping universally? Thinking about not only ourselves, but the whole world. Do we go to praise God that he will bless this whole world? I sure hope so, because we're going to have to learn how to do these things, how to bless one another. We're going to have to learn. We're going to have to learn. This is a situation that's really, really a situation where we as we can be our own leaders. Will we forever have to have 
other people leading us. Will we ever have to always have somebody <clears throat> that don't look like us? We got to depend on. Think about it, people. We got to depend on other people too much when these things should be in our hands of taking care of ourselves because we allow ourselves to be conquered, mistreated, misused, abused. We can't stand up for anything. This is something, this is something that's, that's utterly should be on our minds to move forward, to move forward. It utterly should be on our minds. It's just one of those situations. 972-647-1893. All righty. Who do we have up here? Uh, David is on uh, line one. David? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, David. Hello. I uh, I called in another time before. Uh, I'm 70. I'm that 70-year-old that you said. I don't think he's 70. Well, I I spent 50 years in, in El Paso, which is one of the greatest uh, cities that is that believes in uh, taking care of every single type of person, every religion, every culture. And uh, I, I, I escaped the middle of Texas for, uh, in my 20s. I spent all my life trying to leave. Uh, I have an extreme phobia uh, for uh, uh, white racist people. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't say that well the last the last time, and I I appreciate you because you helped me to uh, to deal with with that phobia, and I agree we all need to work together, love each other, take care of each other, and that's really what El Paso does. All mm-hmm. all religions, all cultures, Jews, Muslims. Uh, uh, Catholics, uh, um, the Middle Eastern, uh, uh, what's it called? The, um, oh, the, the um, Orthodox, all, all of them, El Paso, El Paso, uh, really takes care of each other. And I, I just need to stop talking. And I really appreciate you. And that, that's it. You say El Paso, okay? Well, we'll have to check this out. <clears throat> El Paso is this type of a city where people live and love and take care of one another. That's a great city. That's the reason yeah. why. See, this is why we get Sodom and Gomorrah all messed up. We think God oh, yeah. destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah, because those gays or whoever they were came in and didn't want uh, the the women in the house but wanted the men. We said that's why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. That's not true. You go to the book of Ezekiel 16. You'll find we, we, uh, we, we find out it's because he destroyed them because they could not they could not and would not take care of 
one another, take about the, the, the poor, the strangers among them. So I'm out of time, but I, I thank you we, for we your have, call. All right. Yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah. All right. We're coming up now, and we're going into our 8 o'clock hour. We're taking a break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back and ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. Ah, uh, yes, we are. I guess we're waiting on the call from State Representative Carl Sherman. Ah, uh, we're waiting on his call right now. He's calling us at eight o'clock. It's eight o three, and uh, we'll get him on as soon as we possibly can. 972-647-1893 and we're inviting everyone to listen to us. Have church with us tomorrow morning, 9.30, Marion Barnett Sr. and Heavenly Joy Church. Just get on, on either name. Call us in the morning and join in service with us. Join in service with us tomorrow morning, every Sunday morning at 9.30. Lord said the same, we're there. We're there. And we are waiting. There are some things we have got to address. We've got to address certain things. If we are going to be represented, we must address these things. It says here, diversity, equality, and inclusion. What is this? This is something your governor is putting forth. Diversity, equality, and inclusion. He wants these things put away with. He says, no, we don't need this anymore. We don't need to be protected by the law of the land. We don't need this. This legislation, we need to introduce into legislation that will kill all this. All your civil rights uh, protections needs to go. And I wonder what, well, I, I do, I don't wonder, I know what he's doing. He's making sure that others will have the advantage over other people. And you know how that will go. Ah, have mercy. 972-647-1893. Pierre, who do we have? Have We Uh, we have a Charles on line one. Charles? Yes. Okay, all ready? Good morning, Charles. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes, uh uh-huh. Hey, hey, as I I drive down the Beltline Road, I feel fine with with the Representative Sherman uh, uh, on it and telling us where his office is located right here on Beltline and Main Street in Lancaster. But I want you to ask you one thing for me, please. Mm-hmm. When he comes on. Mm-hmm. Is everybody in Austin afraid of Greg Abbott? Is there one man in Austin who's not afraid of Greg Abbott? That's all I want to know. Well, you you got a big I question say, because you like all of them are running scared. Oh, every one of them, even the ones who've been there for 30 and 40 years, mm-hmm. even the ones who've been there for 30 and 40 years, seem to be afraid of. I'm mm-hmm. not one 
couple years ago over at the state uh, championship game, I went over there, and Greg Abbott was there for the corn toss, and had a, one big guy that's been in Austin for about 30 years push him out there with wheeling that guy around like he was a uh, master, you know? Well, he was afraid of the guy. Like, he was intimidated. He, he was just hammering that guy around like he, you know, hey, man, you've been in Austin for 30 and 40 years. You need to be the man with the power. Mm-hmm. I'm whipping around the guy in the wheelchair, kissing his butt, what he looked like he was doing to me from the stand. And it looked like he's been doing it now. He got never speaks up against Greg Abbott. Not one bit. Well, you're right. And uh, we wait on this call. And when he comes, and if he comes, we, we're going to ask him. You hey, know. one other thing. Uh, Greg, hmm? that guy takes us back 30, takes us back 60 years. What he's doing, Dan? Oh yeah, he. Is, this is twenty-three, right? Sixty years yes, ago, uh, that'd be sixty-three. Is thirty-seven twenty-three? Sixty. Sixty years. Yeah, that's you right. Sixty years on the money. Yes, and I don't know how you are, but sixty years, I was almost. Finishing high school 60 years ago, and uh, it seems like yesterday to me. But he really want to take us back. When he says all this diversity and equality and inclusion mess, got to stop, and we got to stop this and because we don't need these laws anymore, he don't want anything that protect the rights of those who they made those particular laws for. That was us hey, during the civil rights me. era. We won those things. Set them in, hurry up and be it there. They hurry up and sit theirs off the book. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That should not be a black kid enrolled in Texas m Everyone, they should not re-enroll. Athletes, general students, no one should want to go to Texas m Well, uh, there are two, two schools in Texas that's, that's like that which have always been some racist institutions. I remember the first black ever went to Texas A&M, and I remember the first one they had to play football and all do all such things you thought a civilized country would do. But I remember these people and knew them very well. They were from Bryan, Texas, right there, is a city right next to uh, College Station. They run together. So... Uh, they want they want this stuff back like they we had. That's this is what they feel like making America great again is all about. Well, we should stand up, and there shouldn't be an uh, African American kid enrolled in the A and M system. Well, have you have you heard any uh, politicians or any preachers or anybody? Have you heard anybody speak out against this thing that the governor is doing? No, sir, not one. Not one. Like I said, we got people that have been, been, been at an office for 40 and 30 years, and they're not speaking up. Somebody's got to speak up. This is ridiculous. We're a laughing stock of the United States. Mm-hmm. They're laughing at us. Well, we're the second largest state in the Union, second largest in population, second largest in size. But we seem like the weakest of all 50 states. When you see the stuff happening in Texas, you would think would be happening in Mississippi and all the other states we used to laugh at, and we wouldn't uh, wouldn't know better then. 
And today, and today we're no better. It's just those people stood up and got publicity for standing up. We didn't stand up for anything hardly in Texas. We, we're not standing up. There. No one's fighting. Yeah. This is, this is ridiculous, and, and I'm ready. And, and I, there's a lot of people ready. But we, oh, yeah. We've got to stand up. I'm going to keep you informed. I'm going, I don't care if they, if I have to have all of them run off, uh, we're going to do it for those who will not speak up for our self-interest. Because if they're not going to go for our self-interest, whose interest are they going to go for? Well, and the one thing about us as black people, we'll wait until we get down and out, and then we'll go to the polls. we got to go to the polls before we get down and out. Well, here's what. You're so right. We fight hardest when our back's up against the wall. But while we're out in the middle of the ring, we... We lackadaisical. Like everything is all right, and that's sad, and that's, and that's why they're just where they want us. And those are the type clowns get knocked out with one blow. Yeah. They got that whip leading away. Mm-hmm. All right. And the big guy, the big guy from my area is pushing them. Who is, who is your area? Uh, the big guy, the big state representative, Senator Warren West. Oh, he is. Well, uh, I didn't want to say, but he's pushing that guy in the wheelchair. He's leading the way. I'm being, I'm being honest. He pushing, he pushing hot wheels around. Yeah, push him around. That state captain again, push him around, kissing his butt. What he's doing? Look like <laughs> me. That that show was uh, driving with Daisy or whatever. Uh huh. What he's doing? Pushing that guy around, kissing his butt. So. <laughs> Oh, Lord have mercy. Please don't tell me this. Y'all, really, y'all, come on, man. You're kidding oh, yeah. me, aren't you? I'll ask anybody. They lose at the game. Watch this. Watch this. This been a couple, couple years ago. A couple years ago. <laughs> this is the truth. I think they're all together. They all get paid. No one says anything. They have somebody. They have special people to do that. They get paid. But he's so going to take somebody else's job. Exactly. That's why they don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that. They also get one term or two terms. That's it. They get down there and they get paid off, get bought off, and they not worth two cents to the people who voted them in. Oh, this is sad. All right. Yeah, we need to get term on it. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. They close the line. 972 647. One eight nine three nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. This is uh amazing. Amazing. Why aren't we standing up? Is it we have to be burned before we learn? Why can't we move on something expeditiously? Catch it before it gets out of hand. Why we won't stand up? And I tell you what, I've had I don't know how many subjects on on this particular on uh, all particular issues. I have never had phone lines to go blank on me like they're doing this. What is it this man have on y'all? Why is nobody standing up? Why nobody is angry? 
Why is everybody just want to be quiet on this? Diversity. You don't want diversity anymore. You don't want to be a part of the the group gets something, when they get something, we get something. Equality. We don't want things, although not equal, but they, we don't want them going out of the way. And inclusion. We don't want to be included in things that will make us better, richer. We don't want these things. What about this? What about this? 972-647-1893 is the number to call because it's ridiculous. What this man is proposing, he was correct. It would take us back 60 years, 60 years ago. And young people have been asking, what have we, we have, the Democrats have never done nothing. They ain't never did nothing for Well... If this was to pass, then they would see how things were back in those days when you couldn't go certain places as a free man, free woman, just a free person, when you were discriminated against, whites only, signs up going everywhere. See, the government's trying to fool you into doing this by saying everything is all right and we don't need these things. I wonder why. What's going on? I wonder what's going on. Ah, who do we have here? Uh, we have a team uh, on uh, line one. Tim? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Tim. Uh, how you doing, Brother Barnett? Fine. How are you this morning? Uh, oh, I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that... Uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, as black people uh, in America, we, we, we get too involved with white people. I'm more concerned about my God. I, you know, I, I've called your show on numerous occasions, and I'm upset about white people. I'm not, I'm not concerned about these people because, my God, I serve the real guy. I want to tell you what happened to me when I used to drink incessantly, right? And the guy I used to drink around with, you know, when I got drunk, I used to talk about God. And he said, he came to me one day, he said, Tim, I believe in your God. You know what I mean? And another guy, I used to talk about love. He said, Tim, I learned something from a drunk guy. It is about love. So, Brother Boynton, I'm not concerned with people. You know, I hope that we have people that can represent us right. But I'm not concerned with these white folks because I have a God that's more powerful than anybody on earth. Well, we as black people, uh, uh, have your God ever discriminated against you? Have you what? Has he ever discriminated against you? No, but white people have. My God is for me. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. See, you're not living where your God lives. You're living down here with these white people. Right, but my God has the main over everything. Well, what do you ask him for? Well, I ask him, I really just want good help, basically. I'm not really one of those people that's concerned about materialism because, you know, you can always, whatever you want, if you go work for it, you can get those things. I'm really more concerned than with good health. Well, I think, I think you're trying to live out a false illusion. No, no I'm not. you got to occupy. He I teaches us. God, I believe in God. He, but I doesn't he teach you to occupy until he comes? Or anybody else on this earth, Brother Burnett. Yeah, but don't. And I only have one reverend, that's my Reverend Jesus Christ. 
my Lord and Savior. Yes, okay. okay, that's enough of this foolishness now. Because then, yes, this is foolishness. You don't live in heaven. You live here on earth and he told you to occupy until he, he comes. Now, if you don't have enough courage to live down here and want to put it just off on God, no. That's not the way God wants you to live. Now, you are a man and you're to be a leader and you don't tell people this because somebody will hear you and, and start talking that crazy talk too. Don't do that. Don't do that. All righty. Let's go. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, Robert on uh, line two. Robert. Robert? Yes. All righty. Bring him on. Good morning, Robert. Hello? Good morning. Yes, you're on the air. Anyway, um, I just wanted to kind of chime in a little bit. Got into some topic this morning. I wanted to kind of, if I could, and I'll be brief, and I'll get off so the old people can call in. I wanted, I'm 59. I'm a young guy, very, very young. But one of the reasons, and I wanted to just call in and just kind of echo what uh, one of your callers asked you earlier, why young people don't call in the show. I can't really speak for them. But I listen. I listen all the time, and I don't call in. I listen because I like to hear the perspectives of the older generation. One mm -hmm. of the reasons that I don't say anything, and I'm going to say something this morning, is because I wanted to hear um, State Representative Sherman come on. You know, I, like I said, I'm 59 years old. I've been voting ever since I graduated high school. I do understand the power of the vote. However, just like one of the callers also stated, there's people that have been in office for 30 plus, 40 plus years. We continue to vote for these people, and we have not pushed the uh, coin down the, down the road of just a tenth of a, of a margin. So when we young people see that, we wonder, we wonder about that. As you oftentimes say, I wonder about that. We wonder about that. Why mm -hmm. are we following people that are continuing to vote for these people just because they're Democrats and, and we're, they don't want to represent us? I mean, they're not outraged by it. I'm not surprised that your state representative is not calling because he's probably listening to you right now. He's listening to the people that are calling in. You don't want to be attacked. You don't want to be able to stand up and say that some of this stuff is absolutely wrong. He wants us to be able to fight, but we sent him down there to fight, but he's going to go down there like one of the good old boys, and he's going to get along with everybody. He's not going to ruffle any feathers. He's just going to go down there, and he's going to make his little boat be silent and say that he did something. I've been knowing that man forever, too, and he's not going to do anything. So what, one of the reasons that we don't call and we don't speak out, and I'm going to speak for myself, is because we know this game too long and it does not work for us. Curtis, I mean, uh, Carla, let me tell you something. I mean, in the 40 years I've been here, my lines have never been as dead as they are this morning. I wonder what's going on. Are we afraid are we afraid to stand up? Uh, are we afraid to elect people who will stand up? See, these people are only there because uh, we as voters put them there. 
knowing full well that these people are not going to do anything. What about this? Well, he's gone. All right. Eclipse the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Uh, Pierre? Sandra is on the line one. Sandra? Sandra. All righty. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning, good morning. Good uh, morning. I talked with, talk with Representative Sherman um, uh, when I was last in Austin about what is he going to do about prison reform, what is he going to do for uh, police protection and so on. And uh, I told him that attention to this bill that allows the state to take your driver's license away from you if you don't pay a ticket. If you owe the, t- the municipality or the state uh, money, they will take away your license, mm-hmm. your driver's license. And that makes a lot of people not able to work. And I thought that they should have had a law against um, taking your license away because you owe the city or the state some money or the county some money. So I would like for him to address the see if he's got to that. The only person that has addressed it has been a Republican black person, and he got no support from the black Democrats. So I'm asking all of them to carry through what this black Republican did and see... Well, did, did the Republican Party help him? Did the Republican Party? Did the Republican no, Party help him? No, of course they didn't. Oh, no, they didn't. No, but at least he stood out. He let it be known that that was unfair to black people. He stood out. And no Democrats helped him? No. No, sir. They None didn't. of them? None of them. Lord have mercy. They, they, they didn't support the the, uh, the the ones in Dallas. They didn't support the um, the bill where we went down there. That was 30 years ago to stop these uh, financial institutions from charging so much interest rate when they borrow money for payday loans. We didn't get no black folks. The preachers went down there. The preachers went down there. That's something. I, I'm completely out of time. All right. Then thank you for your call and comment. 972-647-1893 is the number to get us. And uh, we've gone past break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Here we go. All right. We are back in... Church information and open forum. All right, who do we have next there, Pia? Uh, we have a Bill on uh, line three. All right, good morning. Good morning, Bill. Good, good morning, Pastor Barnett. How are you this morning? Fine, how are you this morning? Good, good. Listen to this fine show you have going on. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised I got in so fast. You're right. Well, all the lines, every line I got lit up all at one time. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of them days, I guess one of them said, everybody waiting on somebody else to jump out there. That's exactly my point right there. Mm-hmm. That's the young man, 59, 
young man, a 59 year old, who just called, uh, he called, uh, called him, and uh, he's absolutely right. Okay, as far as these politicians we elect that haven't done anything, okay? Well, first of all, you're right, you're right, you're right also, and the response was we, we vote these people in, we vote mm-hmm. them in. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, we can vote them out. You know, if we just yeah. go to the polls and get off, get off our, get off our, our seats, you know, and get out there and vote. Yeah, it's not enough to just complain. Do something about it. Vote. And the other thing, the other do something about it is, for me, is, you know, it doesn't, you know, let us do do something about it. Let's run for office. If you know somebody, a neighbor or somebody that's a decent human being that cares about everyone, whatever, you know, how about, you know, pushing him to go to uh, uh Seek office, or you know, or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. we should run. You know, let's stop talking about it and, and do something about it. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. It, there's nothing written that you have to be a lawyer or you have to be, you know, wealthy or whatnot. No, just have common sense. That's all you have to have is common sense. Common everyday sense. And, then, and you know, it's like a, it, it, you know, it's like a, a, a finger in the dam. You know, if you let go of that finger, and, you know, and people to help each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you know somebody you know, for office. How about supporting them financially, whatever it takes, to 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 get the word out and and to make you know help him or her run for office. You know, so they can make changes, whatnot. But we, uh, you know, it just it just we depend on somebody else to to do it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I myself, you know, would run, you know, for office. What you know, uh, if I could get the support, whatnot. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, in other words, I'm willing to put you know. Mm-hmm. my money where my mouth is and, and, and do something about it. I'm, I'm tired of sitting back and, and I'm tired of myself. I'm not accusing anybody else, but you know, you know, we all have enough, you know, blame to go around, you know, by not getting, you know, getting up and... Do you going to run for office? Uh, I, I would, li- at one time I thought about running for office, Pastor Barnett, yes, I would. Yeah, you sound like a reasonably young man, so <laughs> no, I'm not take off. Anymore, I'm 69 years old, but you know, young is only a, it's a, it's only a. Well, but you sound like you have still some great ideas that could try to yeah. unify and unite and and raise the level of living of everybody. You sound like it. it. it, it it's it, well, it's what, it's what I believe. What I was taught, you know, from from a <clears> child, you know, my parents taught me, you know, and it's, it's from what I've learned also over the years from from shows like yourself which are very rare or non-existent, you know, shows mm-hmm. about yourself, you know, mm-hmm. about the plight, uh, you know, uh, uh, of people of color, especially black people, you know, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, that I've learned over the years. And I've only become wise enough in my older years, I've become wise enough because I, I fight finally, you know, dawn on me, you know, to just stop talking about it, me, myself, and, and, and do something about it. Stop sitting back and, you know, depending on somebody else to show up to, to save us all, you know. That's right. We all we, we get up, we get up ourselves. Mm-hmm. Use the God-given talents that we all have, you know, and, and and recognize first of all that we all come from from the original from God's people, you yeah. know, the black which is black people. We all yeah. come from, you know. Yeah, we all come from Africa. That, yes, uh-huh. we all come from Africa. The sooner we realize that, you know, the better, the, the more, the blessed, the more blessed we're going to be. When it comes time to meet our maker. Yes. But, Thank you. But yeah. anyway, Pastor Barnett, I, I, I know I've occupied most of your time, but, uh, you know, you, you may see me 
show. All right. <laughs> and uh, I may I may be calling to your show and, and whatnot in the future. All righty. Make sure you do that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Uh huh. All right. Next listen line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have, Pierre? We have a councilwoman Caroline Arnold, and uh, she's on line four. All righty. Good morning, Councilwoman. Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, you might have some more title, uh, titles of a uh, community service worker. <laughs> right. Yes, well, something. I, well, you know, we once again take our hats off each for this forum to be able to listen in. Uh, and I caught in normally, you know, we've got several things going on every day. But on this whole piece about diversity and inclusion and voicing, what I'm going to continue to do is, is to encourage people to not give up the fight and stay engaged. Mm-hmm. We have, well, I know you're talking about diversity and inclusion, and I've heard pieces of that today, and it is going to take all of us to work to try to folks from re-implementing and taking us all the way back with the Jim Crow and all those other practices which some of them are comfortable about mm-hmm. because they're you know, rising up uh, rising up in terms of maybe a, a, a voice in and vote out as it relates to what, what we're experiencing. And there's no way in the world we should have anyone talking about going backwards and not looking at diversity, ethnicity, and inclusion as, mm. as a matter as it relates to qualifications. And, and you're, if you're qualified, you get the job. But there's so many times you'll see folks of, of color who are overlooked and they have qualifications. They'll even tell, you're not cutting you off, but they'll even tell us we're overqualified, just not to hire us. Yes. But I would say, and this is not so much because I'm in office, but I do have some experience now enough to say this. It, there always is a process. I can't really speak for the actions of individuals, but I know no matter which level of government you're serving in, mm-hmm. there is a I will speak to where I am now when folks will say, well, they expect the council members, for example, we need to move mountains uh, in terms of, of, of a project. Mm-hmm. You have to have the law, the policies are set up <clears throat> so that the process is respected. Mm-hmm. In our case, council level, major projects must have eight or more votes to move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the way the process Right now, you know, we're seeing, and everything takes time. And you also, that's a, it has to go through stages. Go mm-hmm. through commit to be approved. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to council to be approved. Mm-hmm. And so it does take time. But in my case, where there's no there's no council member that I know of this actually, as we talk, wants the city to be in a predicament where we're not representing diversity, inclusion, ethnicity as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Most of us will also recognize the fact that there are communities who have been overlooked because of their diversity, and they and there have been there have there actually have been a systematic pattern in the past to exclude them. But as we move forward, remedy we must have eight votes or more. So right now we're seeing. So I know that we're seeing some progress because of under the term of equity because of T.C. Broadnet. Mm-hmm. So you have tried to tell, and he's not an elected official. <clears throat> he doesn't on the politics. He mm-hmm. is he is selected by the city council. Mm-hmm. He brought the 
letters E Q U I T Y to fifteen hundred Marilla. Now mm-hmm. I can tell you we have had some struggles just trying to get it across the mark so that no one, no community is left out uh, that experiences some of these uh, uh, vestiges of segregation. But mm-hmm. I can tell you that when you, if folks will stay engaged and pay attention, the the neighborhoods that are, have seen systemic racism and over being overlooked, blight, oversight, are pretty much in the southern sector. But you do have communities in West Dallas, as East Dallas, and North Dallas. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're pushing, and I know I'm pushing, to get to support the city manager as he prioritizes a budget that seeks to zip codes in particular that have the greatest need. That's if, if folks will stay woke on that, you'll see that these zip codes that we're focusing on now as we move into the budget and bond are very similar to the zip codes recognized by Dallas County. Dr. Wong and his group, UT Southwest, and as well as the, you know, the local county government. So mm-hmm. that means we need folks, when we say we need you to call in to give us some support on pushing this agenda across, uh-huh. that's what we need. And so right now, we're getting ready for another billion-dollar budget, billion-dollar bond package. We will be hosting a conversation Thursday morning, I believe, at 11 o'clock, 11 to 1, at Beckley Sainer uh, for, for District 4. That's this, uh, this, coming, uh, this coming Thursday? Yes. From 11 to 1. Right. And it is designed to be <clears throat> just, just listening session. What would you like to see bond mm-hmm. package as we forward right now the priority seems to be around housing and streets mm-hmm. but when i ask the community to call in and that's what we want to do it's not going to do us any good to, to to harp on oh you know all the negatives we have got to move forward we, we're dealing with the negative some of the negative situations but mm-hmm. how do we work together to affect change and i keep telling my community members and i'll tell you just no matter what level if you show up to support, it helps to push the needle because you have 14 people who are fighting for their community. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I know what my assignment is. Mm-hmm. Every day I get to that city hall, I know what my assignment is. And it is to represent the people who have sent me there. And so when you yeah. pull the, the report, you can see where progress is being made. Yes. Especially housing. Mm-hmm. But once again, for all, the bond is going to be the biggest project that helps us get part of the needle. We can't take care of all of the pro- uh, pr- uh, priorities, but we have to push the needle forward. But right now, our greatest need is housing infrastructure mm-hmm. that will bring about the economic development partners. So I simply encourage folks to stay woke, don't give up. But the, I can tell you that the, the communities that really have the muscle and people calling in to support, that's what pushes the needle. When you show up at City Hall... That's right, that's right, that is so right. Right, so when I say to push money, push for housing and infrastructure in in District 4, the southern sector, because what the reality is, Councilmember Atkins, Councilmember Thomas, Councilmember West, Valdadour, all of us are really closer connected. And what happens in District 1... Uh, especially, let's say, in, in the 35 Polk Street area, it affects all of those districts that I see the crest. Uh, it doesn't matter. All of those districts that I mentioned, we are most closely connected. 
And so mm. it is it is beneficial for all of us to have. Y'all, y'all have a, a lot in common. Each one of those districts. Right. Housing, right. price, patterns, positions of housing is is very, very important. And y'all are closely connected. And if it, it, it's a good chance that they would listen to you. I hope they do. Uh, that pie could be bigger than they, they, they're cutting it right now. Correct. And so that's what we that's what we do know. This is not just a, oh, mm-hmm. just my district. It does affect all of us. But I it, know we are. It, it affects everybody. Right. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up against a short break, uh, Councilwoman. And I thank you for your call. All righty. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back, and you can reach me at 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, <coughs> James from uh, Palestine. <coughs> Good morning. Good morning, James. Yes, sir. Good morning. You're the right name, Pastor. We appreciate you being the pastor for the radio and for the listeners and all of us. Yeah, uh, this morning, Reverend Barnett, uh, you mentioned uh, when you were talking about the Euphrates River along with Randy, uh, Jeremiah the prophet talked about that, but I want to move beyond that. I know you know about all about that, but mm-hmm. when you're talking about diversity and what the councilwoman was saying is, those that's under the sound of my voice right now, you in the metroplex. I mean, we're in Palestine in the little towns and things out this way. But what people need to do is get involved with your local government. You might want to vote for the president and all these other state representatives, but the real strength is in your local government. City council, school mm-hmm. board meeting, county commissioner meetings like that. Get on these boards and commissions. And Mr. Wynn and I worked on the Charter Review Committee here in Palestine. And what that is, is that is the constitution of your city. Those of you in Dallas and Fort Worth or those other DeSotos and all those towns, Go down to City Hall and request, open records request, and look at your charter review. That's where your laws and what governs your local government is in there, even in the tiny. That's where uh, your strength is, get on these boards and commissions. Carl, let me, let me say something, though. Y- yes, sir. Uh, national, federal government is more into these local governments than you think they are. That's right. Okay, yes, let sir. me give you an example. Example, if you're coming from Ukraine, you think you'll have a hard time becoming an American citizen and finding your home? No, sir. You'd be like the prodigal son on the way back home. If you're coming from Haiti, you think you have a hard time becoming yeah, sir, an American citizen and finding your home? See, the, the feds in on this stuff, don't let, don't let government fool you. They right, will... Yes, they they are running, the feds are really running a lot of local government now. And that's why they are enhancing the money to local yes, government. Because yes, there's certain right. people they want in certain situations in certain neighborhoods. Certain people yes, they don't want in certain neighborhoods. So, yes, sir. That's... It, 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 the way you're doing it with this, you were talking about, they're talking about diversity. Mm-hmm. We had a case down here, the decree that gave us the black representation or constituent representation. Mm-hmm. We lost some of the seats that black, three black men, Mr. Robinson, Harvard, and Smith, 
worked to get us black representation in our community. We lost a seat to a white person. They try to do okay, but we, we sit back and let that happen in the second time around. And also that decree, that diversity, they put a group together called a diversity group, and all they're doing is, is like the Reverend Wright said, dog and pony show, and we let them take those federal dollars that they are abusing, which violates our civil rights. We're not even paying attention to that here in Palestine, and I believe there in Dallas and Fort Worth, we so hung up on the Dallas Cowboys and all these other old men mm-hmm. that we're not paying attention that's where we need to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. We, we're really messing up, and I appreciate listening to people White folk wrote the Constitution and all the emancipation, and we were not at the table, like Sister Shirley Chisholm said. Mm-hmm. We have to make us a seat at that table and hold them accountable. Reverend, Reverend Burnett, there's a law on the board back in 2001 called Racial Profiling Prohibition Legislation 1074. Go back and we look at that. We can hold police and other people accountable if we use the laws on the book. But we, mm-hmm. like they say, you want to hide some from black people? put it in a book on some paper, that's a lie because we are very intelligent people. Look at George Washington Carver and all of us other people. And we come from God. God put in us what we need. So well, that's the, do you realize that's the greatest thing the civil rights movement did? Yes, sir. It made America and the world recognize that we were not a dumb, ignorant people. It's made right. him, if, if the civil rights never did anything else, it Man. has brought us to the conclusion by everybody that we are yes, intelligent. That's yes, something sir. the civil rights bill did for us. Yes, sir. Uh, Reverend Lady, I get out the way by saying this. This Constitution has a preamble that says whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, of, you know, right to life, liberty, and pursuit of having a certain right, mm-hmm. it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. What are we waiting on? With Greg Abbott doing like he's doing? Man, I'm telling you, we... We we ought we, we, we to have sent millions of people to Austin. Yes, sir. Hollering and happen. screaming about and letting them know. We're ready That's to stand right. up now about this thing, that this, this trick he's about to prove the rug of civil rights out from under us, and that's what he wants to do, and that's what a lot of racist Texans want him to do. Church folks, get up and get busy. Like the first Peter 4.17 says, for the time has come when God's going to check his house. So preachers and church folks up there, tomorrow y'all all be gathered up, and at these funerals today, you need to get off your butts like Reverend Rice said. Get off your butt. I'm not talking about the butt you sit on. I'm talking about but this, but that. Get out there like Reverend Barnett doing and all these other people that say they're going to do something. Let's go get busy and go and let them know we're not accepting this. It's government all far and by the people. Reverend Barnett, thank you for always letting me rant on, uh, but I try to help us and our people. I love our people and all people. Thank you for all you're doing. All right. Thank you. All right. You have a good day. Yes, sir. Be blessed. Uh-huh. And clear the line 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, we have Pastor Alan uh, who called uh, a few minutes ago and he's asking the name of your church. Heavenly Joy. And the address. Heavenly he Joy. Okay. Right now, we are streaming live. Okay. Marion Barnett Sr., Heavenly Joy Church, 9.30 tomorrow morning. And uh, we'll be going back into our building real soon. All right. All right, who we have next All right, on so the phone? We have a K on uh, line three. K? K, yeah. All righty. Good morning, K. 
Good morning, Graham Barnett. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, sure thing. I called before, and I want to commend you. Uh, just listening to your show has taught me so much about more and more about black history. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a retired educator, and but when I was in at my high schools, I was over the they put me over the culture committee a lot of times because I I was insistent, especially during Black History Month of getting on the loudspeaker, and, you know, I have a big big binder with a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. And so uh, I, then I had some students to follow me, and they still do it now. But mm-hmm. um, this morning, like when the guy called me and asked you about the Euphrates River and all of that, sometimes mm-hmm. I think people call just to see if they can trap you with you not having knowledge of things. And it just, you it think so? <laughs> everything they throw at you, you can just throw it right back and more, you know, and I really appreciate you uh, doing that. And uh, Well, I appreciate them doing it at times because it gives me an opportunity to try to get other folk involved in knowing their history and their education. When they read about these Euphrates rivers and different things, the Nile, the Blue Nile, and all, you're talking about our homeland. Exactly. That's exactly. our home. I, I, I like for people to throw it out. I don't mind. I don't, I've been putting like that. I don't mind doing it. Yeah. Because. And then they don't want. And then they don't want you to teach teach any uh, any real stuff in history. We don't care that the British are coming. You know, we need to know the real stuff. <laughs> but on the other hand, on Abbott, you know, he is shooting his own self in the foot because uh, also with, with the hip, him trying to get rid of a uh, diversity and inclusion and all that because I'm a, I'm a special education uh, certified teacher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that inclusion part also comes under the Disabilities Act. Right. So mm-hmm. while he's going to, uh, while he's being pushed around trying to not include uh, uh, people of color in things, there are also some barriers that he's putting up for himself. Just a, 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 yeah. a simple uh, uh, ramp, you know. Yeah. What if you take that away from the black neighborhood, or a black area, or a restaurant that he's trying to go to? Well, do you think I need to have a show on exactly what we would lose? In this, that's what I, I invited uh, Representative Carl Sherman on for, to explain to the people all that we would lose in this. Not just our civil rights, but so many other rights that we, we take for granted would go away for black folk because they said, well, we don't need it anymore because no more discrimination. That means white folks, they still going to get everything they want, and we won't hardly get anything. So, That's right. You're right. You're so th- right. this is what's happening. But he, if he shot himself in the foot, he wouldn't feel it. So that's why he acting like that. He know he's gonna get his wheelchair and all that stuff. And I I can't believe this caller that called me and told me Russ West push him around. I don't know. Yeah, they they'll pick him up if he can't get up the ramp. <laughs> but remember, he is disabled, and sooner or later, sooner yeah. or later, sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much. I'll be listening again next week. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. They close the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have next, Pierre? Uh, Neil is on the line, too. Neil? Neil. All righty. Oh, she's gone, actually. She's Uh, gone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, we have Corey on the line, four. Corey? All righty. Corey. All right. Good morning, Corey. Is it Corey or Tori? Of course. All right, go right ahead, please. 
Yeah, I had a quick question. Uh, quick question is, do you know how they re re uh, model Roosevelt and everything? And it took them over twenty years in South Oak Cliff. Okay. Is there something on the, on, on the on the law that you know they built those brand new uh, Hispanic schools over off of Jefferson back in the day? The hundred million dollar schools and the black schools are falling in disrepair. Is there some law in the books to where the school board, uh, the majority of the children in the African American side of town, or Roosevelt and Sockworth, were American citizens? The majority of the students that attended that uh, those brand new schools that they built over off of Jefferson were not American citizens. Is there some law in the books where? Uh, the school boards and everything were supposed to take care of American citizens first? No, there's no law like that. In fact, the law says uh, all states, including Texas, have to educate every child that's in that state, whether they're citizens or not. That's exactly what the law says. Okay, because the, uh-huh. the question I had is that they built the when they knew these schools over here were falling in disrepair, and they built a brand new school for the non-citizens, my reason and my question is, why did the schools go ahead and build the brand new schools for the existing citizens and then just send those non-citizens over to that school until they were able to get the funds to build them, build them a brand new facility? Well, you have to understand. You see who the superintendent was at that time, and you see who who have sat on the school board. And uh, these things, they're the ones who control certain things. So uh, you have to understand that we, as a people, uh, sometimes go to sleep before we uh, vote, I mean. And And we don't wake up till they've done something very serious that will hurt us in the long run. Because I was just looking at the fact you had a majority of African Americans on the city planning and the zoning commission at that time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that was my question. Mm. You know, one, and one. Well, the city has nothing to do in that instance with the school board. The Those are school board trustees. Okay, I'm just saying, even with the zoning part of it, it seemed like the city, the zoning commission, would be able to stop that project. Well. No, zoning, that's all. Zoning is a part of the city. And that's the school district. They're two different, those are two different entities altogether. One don't have power over the other, no. Even though the the school district is in the city where the city is? It still has its own budget. It still has, there's still elected officials that run that school board, just like elected officials run the city council. They're two okay. different entities, okay. and you would have to go di- address the school board, talk to them, okay. let them know okay. that you're not I'm you're not happy. The, I'm just looking at the disconnect between both of them because it's like the zoning commission can approve businesses and everything around the school. I'm just wondering where does the zoning commission have any power on the school grounds? Well, they have power on the number of kids going to that school and different things, and they know once. Uh, you build a school in the community, it has to be able to accommodate the number of children there. They're just different things they do. They are a public, believe me, they are a public, 
powerful entity within itself. And usually the school bonds are bigger than the city bonds. Believe me. Okay. Go okay. to school board meetings. Now, I really believe those three African-Americans on that school board would be happy to see you come down there and speak up for certain things. I'm, I believe they'll be happy. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. That close the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have... Um um, Malcolm Robinson on uh, line one. Malcolm, all right. The barrister's on line one. Yeah. He, he gonna talk to we peons. He, I only have a minute for him left. But good morning, barrister. <laughs> Who is it? Hello. I, I hear somebody talking. Yes, hello. Rembrandt? Yes, ma'am. Yes, this is Nail, not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nail, yeah, <laughs> I know you didn't. You didn't sound like Malcolm. <laughs> no, I did not. I don't know what happened, but you are having a great program today. What I wanted to say was to be careful of what Hot Wheels is trying to do with these vouchers uh, for schools. Oh yeah, oh he's yes, oh take, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to take our brightest and send them to private schools. That way, they can be taught what they want to teach them. They That's want right. our children to get up at 4 and 5 in the morning to go to these private schools. And those children are, don't want them over there. Yeah. So we need to be very careful of what he's going around here trying to do. Yes. Uh, Hot Wheels in his Hot train. Wheels is... He's, he's rolling. He's rolling now, and we've got to be on top of it. But yes, I we, think you're completely out of time. You had a great thank program. You. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thank all of you for listening and calling. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Lord bless you. you uh, I see me tomorrow morning at 930. Uh, Mary and Barney see me at Heavenly God Joy Church. And see you. Lord say the same. See you next Sunday morning. I mean Saturday morning. Bye-bye. Coming next, Workers Beat. All right.